Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Jen Michelle. She is the CEO and founder of Glam Life Beauty, as well as a women's empowerment advocate. How are you doing this morning, Jen? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and journey with us here today. I'm honored and, and very happy to have you here. I appreciate you taking the time and I appreciate you. Thank you. Same here. So as mentioned, you're the CEO of Glam Life Beauty. You are a celebrity makeup artist and hairstylist, a beauty educator, Glam Life TV producer and creator, and a women's empowerment advocate. That is one hell of a resume. How do you find the time and what is the key for you to remaining organized and on top of shit? Like, how do you prioritize your time? Well, thank you so much. And, you know, for me, I make priorities for the things that are important to me. You know, so many times, so many people ask me, you know, how do you find the time? But in all reality, we find time for the things that are important. So it's kind of a balance. One thing that I love, I also do weekly mindset calls where I'm also into network marketing as well. I have a team of girls that I work with. And one thing I always talk about in those meetings is five to thrive. I read it in a book. I always forget where I read it because I love to read books, but five to thrive is to give you five extra hours within your week, however it may be. So that's kind of what I went off of and it worked for me. I'm not a 5 a.m.er. I tried to do it and I <laughs> felt I was exhausted. <laughs> that, that's a tough one. The 5 a.m. club's a tough one no, for sure. <laughs> but it, it is life changing. So I did notice that you know waking up earlier and also noticing when you're most productive. For right. me, The first thing in the morning, I am the most productive. I do have three girls. So throughout the day in between clients or before clients, I'm running around with them as well. So you have to give yourself that five extra hours within your week to give it to yourself to be productive. And it really has helped me. And I really try to get a lot of stuff done in the daytime, in the morning. I love that five to thrive. I'll have to remember that one. So Jen, what inspired you to make the jump into entrepreneurship and the beauty industry? I think that I always loved beauty. I am the oldest of four girls. I come from a typical like Brooklyn home, you know, the whole family lives in the building. So above me was my aunt and my three cousins who are also girls. So I kind of was the hairdresser, makeup artist, all the time, choreographer at some time, (laughs) you know, so I feel like I, it was something that I was made for. I really knew that it was something that I really wanted to do. 
I would say once I hit my later 20s into my earlier 30s, because I feel like with a lot of people do this as well, they try to do what their family does because it's safe, but it just wasn't for me. My whole family, they all work for the Board of Education. I like to educate in hair and makeup. I'm just not good (laughs) as a teacher in that aspect. So yeah, that's what I think I knew. I think I've always known, but it really hit me in my later 20s. Okay. So as mentioned, you're the CEO and founder of Glam Life Beauty. How long ago did you found the company and what inspired you to start Glam Life Beauty? So with Glam Life Beauty, the way it actually started was I was freelancing, doing makeup. I moved from New York to Jersey. I bought a house and I still wanted to, you know, do makeup. So I was going back and forth. So in between, I was bartending on Sundays because of football. And one of the patrons at the bar told me about a space that they had available. Would I be interested? And I said, oh my God, that would be a goal of mine to have my own space. But I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that it would work. I innately felt, I don't know, I just felt the energy. I kind of went with my instincts. You know, as women, we have those instincts and I listened to it. When I went to go see the space, it was small, but that was fine because I was just starting out. I never had, you know, a storefront before. I was just really freelancing. So when I seen the space, we got it immediately. I re-gutted the whole thing with my father and my husband and During my grand opening, I found out that the lease was fraudulent. Oh, no. Yes. So it literally felt as if my hopes and dreams, if you could picture somebody walking around with their knuckles dragging on the floor, that was me. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I like to always talk and connect with other women. And I like to connect with other beauty individuals because we learn from each other. That's right. One girl that I had met at a master class, we kept in touch and she's like, oh my God, you know, what happened with the grand opening? And, you know, we're just talking, I go, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, help people live their best glam life. And this guy is trying to take it away because I'm one of those people when I'm upset, I'm funny. I just say whatever comes to my head and and I go, oh, my God, that's the new name. It's Glam Life. And it's something that just stuck. And it is me. And it's so much more than hair and beauty. It's literally a way of living because as my journey in Glam Life progressed, so did I as an individual So Glam Life just seems such a great name for all the things that I wanted to do. Again, it's more than just makeup and hair. Yeah, I love it. Can you tell us a bit more about Glam Life Beauty, what it's all about, and what's your mission for the company? So my mission for the company is really, it started off as, you know, just a place where women from all different backgrounds can come and really feel at home. I am a person that I like to, you know, put events together. I like when people feel comfortable. When I first moved out to Jersey, I really couldn't find a place that I felt was for me. I think there's a lot of really great talent out in Jersey, but I'm from Brooklyn. So I'm used to more diversity. I'm I don't know. I like to be around everybody. So I noticed that where I live, it was just more for one type of woman. And I wanted to make a place that was for all women, kind of where you can bring, you know, have a girlfriend's day. The whole goal was to have a full service so that you come and you can get whatever you need, hair, makeup, nails, lashes, everything. I want it to be full service so people don't have to drive around everywhere. Because that's one thing when I first moved out to Jersey, I was like, oh my, God, I have to drive everywhere. And I learned what jug handles were. I didn't know what all those things were because <laughs> I was 
from Brooklyn, you know? So it was really more to have a place for all women. And then as it expanded, the whole mission was, you know, this is not just for all women, but it's also for makeup professionals and makeup lovers. And that's where Glam Life Beauty, the makeup line and accessory line came into play because not only can you get services, but Glam Life don't have to just stop at the door. It can also move forward into products. And, you know, I really take into consideration what people say when they're in my chair. So a lot of my products, they get more for their money and it's very versatile. So if they are an artist or they're a makeup lover, they can also use my products. And my line of accessories is all about good energy, you know, evil eye, you know, just good juju, all that good stuff. And that's really how I try to conduct my life. So Glam Life, it's kind of like another version of myself. I just try to be positive, stay positive. And I like when women feel confident. And if that's what I can do with my services and or with my makeup line, then I feel like I've, you know, left my mark as well. I love it. So it's a one-stop shop. Women, as you're saying, when you first moved to Jersey, you're go here to get your nails done, go there to get your hair done. This is just a one-stop shop. Everything's there. And you can purchase, if you are a professional in the beauty industry, you can purchase products at your storefront as well. Yes. Amazing. That's incredible. What a great idea. That's brilliant. Bring it all together in one spot, one-stop shopping. Yes. <laughs> so you're also the producer and creator of Glam Life TV. Can you share a bit about that with us and how that all came to be? So Glam Life TV was also another outlet of myself. So with Glam Life Lounge, that's what, what it started out as. I would host events every month and a half to showcase other women in business. I felt very blessed that my company, you know, we did start to kind of take off rather quicker than what is expected. So I wanted to give back to other entrepreneurs that were coming up, you know? So what I would do was I would host events, kind of like pop-up shops where all different levels of entrepreneurs could come in and kind of promo their stuff. So giving back and kind of uplifting women is something that I've always loved to do. So I think that's how that all started with really getting women together to show them that, listen, you have support here. This is not competition. It's collaboration over competition. This is a space for you guys. And I feel like that's what kind of catapulted what I was doing as well, but it's also who I am. So with Glam Life Talk, I said, no, let's, let's record this. Let's record women that are living their best glam life. These are women that let's say during COVID, their businesses didn't excel, but they still didn't give up. They still push forward. Or let's highlight a woman that is doing great things within their community, or let's bring women together and show them one one of the women that was on Glam Life Talk. We haven't put it out yet because we're we're almost done filming because of all the things that were going on in this crazy world. We kind of had a pause. But one of the women who is my mentor, Kelly Lynn Adams, she came on and that show that day was about her kind of giving coaching to a few entrepreneurs. So I always try to change it up, but I like to give back. I like for women to feel supported. I like for women to know that it is possible to have dreams, you know, that your dreams really could come true. And I know it sounds so cliche, but it's really not, you know, not giving up on yourself and being consistent is imperative for you to really 
you know, be successful and you're going to hit some pitfalls, but those are the moments that make or break you. It's either you push forward or you give up, you know, and your dream is not worth giving up so easy. Absolutely. I love that you said community over competition. I think that is so important, such a key point because for so long, women have been competing with one another and tearing each other down and not supporting one another. I can say that since I've started this podcast, I have seen a huge shift. I come from a corporate background. So I saw a lot of that competition among women because the positions and the seats at the table were so few. Women had no other option but to compete. But in this last 18 to 20 months, I've seen so much collaboration and so much community among the women. It's absolutely incredible to see and so inspiring. Yes. It's amazing what people can do when they come together. It is. Um, especially women, you know, and yeah. and it, I don't want to say that I'm a feminist because I'm not like I, you know, obviously I'm married. I do love men, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I do also, I just want people to succeed that are doing great things. Yeah. You know, it's all about who you are, like your soul and who you are innately. But for women, my thing is, you know, we have and we wear so many hats, you know, yes. we're moms, we're sisters, daughters, we're managers of the house, yeah. we're cab drivers, you know, we play so many hats. So, you know, in my 20s, I struggled with what I wanted to do. So I just feel like it's important if I could, you know, kind of share my story to where I let people know mm-hmm. it is doable. Absolutely. I love it. I think that's brilliant. So how long have you been a celebrity makeup artist and hairstylist? And how did you get into working with celebrities? So it's funny, it kind of fell in my lap. I'm going to say I've been doing it for about six years now. During my first few years of really doing this professionally, I'm going to say about the first year and a half, I would take any job. I did not care if it paid. I just wanted to work and build my portfolio and get good. And I wanted to be good at what I did. I wanted to be able to work with anyone. And so basically I would link up with photographers, with whoever wanted to work and I would do it for free. I literally worked for free for about a year and a half. Yeah. I call it paying my dues. Um, And I met this incredible photographer named Kelvin who worked at Ghost Studios in New York. And he called me and he's like, you'll never guess. We're going to be working with Vanessa Williams' daughter, who has her own group called Lion Babe. And Lion Babe is huge overseas. So this was the first time where I knew that this was like a legit, you know, celebrity of the sort. That's how it started. And then from there, we just started to link up with different stylists who work for Essence. They worked with people from every genre, Michael B. Jordan, Oprah Winfrey, the new edition, like, you know, they worked with all these amazing people. And I started, we started to collab on a lot of things together. So that's how it started. And then I had the opportunity of working with some reality stars, which that's always fun and an experience. (laughs) Big personalities. One of my most favorite people that I worked with was actually Vanessa Williams. A few years later, I actually had the opportunity of working with her for a magazine, which that was amazing. Gabby Bernstein, who's like the super manifester. That was an honor in itself. So, you know, I just constantly want to be good at what I do. And I'm just fortunate enough to work with a certain caliber of women who are in the media to help boost my career, but I treat everybody the same. You know, it's always an honor to work with someone you've always watched or you've admired, but it's even better when they're just as beautiful inside as they are on the out. Yeah. So up to this point, Jen, what would you say has been the highlight of your career? Wow. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I have to say there's been a few of them because 
there's so many different levels of growth. And I think we all go through so many different seasons, right? It's like the biggest joke in my house that I'll tell my husband, I'm like, remember when I told you I'm about to grow? I could feel it. It's happening again. (laughs) You know, so I think there's different seasons. I'll just say one that's most recent. So because I work with so many women of business, and I'm fortunate enough to work with just women that are also go-getters. I decided to put together a group called the Women Warriors Collab. It's all different versions and levels of women in business. And I put together a Women Warriors event. It was about 18 different vendors. We had a whole panel of just powerhouse women that came to, you know, serve the community. And the event was called Step Into Your Power because I really wanted to bring together women as a collective and show them what we can do together. We sold out. I mean, there were so many tears, happy tears, you know, all just all the things, all the feels. But I have to say it was such a pivotal moment in my life because it was something I literally thought was something out of reach. You know, who would want to come to a big event that I'm putting on to bring women together? You know, the Women Warriors was something I literally manifested and I worked for it. You know, I came to a point in my career where I was like, oh my God, no, it's time. It's time to put together this group. (laughs) So I'm going to say that was like a huge part in my career. That's where I really seen my growth you know, to look at the pictures and see, you know, a whole group of women that came together because they believed in the vision of step into your power. And I was able to let them know, like, listen, I manifested this guy. It's like, I literally stood it in front of the whole, the whole group. and was like, I never thought that this would something that would come to be, you know? So I would say that that was a really big moment because we were able to give back to cancer for, for the month of October And we were also able to connect with one another. And it was just a whole nother level of growth. And it really showed collaboration over competition. So I I definitely want to say that was a big moment in my career. I love that. Again, back to collaboration, community over competition. It's a beautiful thing for sure. Yes. So as a makeup artist, which of your skills do you feel has best prepared you for for your career as a makeup artist? I'm going to be honest with you. I truly feel that my passion, I don't want to say it's one of like a craft of mine, but I just feel like it's something that I'm born with, honestly, because I've always been a go-getter. Even when I was younger, I played basketball at high levels and anything I wasn't good at, I always worked my butt off to make sure I was good. So I think I have drive and passion because especially in the makeup industry, the beauty industry is so competitive. I truly don't, compare myself to other artists I really don't because we all have a different craft and we learn from one another when I see an artist that's doing big things or bigger things than I I want to learn from her I want to see what she's doing her technique or you know so I'm I'm constantly taking classes and stuff so I want I think it's being humble my drive and also passion I mean passion really does change everything you know I never wanted to stop it's not an easy industry to be in because it is very cutthroat and there's so many of us but what makes me different is honestly I treat people the way I want to be treated and my drive I always tell you know my group I go I can sit here and tell you I'm I am definitely the hardest worker in any room I step in and I truly feel that way and that's not bragging that's stepping into my power knowing that's owning your shit that's it I love it (laughs) exactly so that's exactly how I feel (laughs) beautiful I love that thank you 
What, in your opinion, is the most important quality in a makeup artist? I would say to really listen. You need to listen to what your client wants. I mean, we can always work on our craft. I feel like craft can always be, you know, you can always work on that and get better, you know, so obviously continue to always work on your craft, but you have to listen to your clients. So many times you have these artists that will just do what they want to do. You have to be able to be versatile to do what your client wants. You know, you may want to put on a big pair of lashes, but this woman in front of you does not feel comfortable with them. So even though it's something that you want to do, you have to do what's best for your client. Obviously, always give your expert advice what would be best because not all the time the clients are right. Sometimes they'll give, you know, Pinterest pictures where it's super filtered and it's just a completely different look than the person that's standing in front of you. But I would definitely listen more. One thing is, you know, you're way smarter when you listen more and not talk as much. You know what I mean? So to continue working on your craft, that's a must. Never think that you you know everything because you don't. The industry is constantly changing. Well, you have to educate your clients because you are the professional. Like you said, sometimes they come in with these looks that they want and they don't realize that, you know what, this is airbrushed to shit and this just will not work for you. So they, you do have to listen, but you also have to educate it. A good Absolutely. friend of mine told me that we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Oh, I like that. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I want to ask a few questions just about makeup and looks and just to get your thoughts on all of this. What three makeup items should no woman leave home without, do you think? Okay. So I definitely think a good lip gloss because okay. why not? I would say lip gloss, a good bronzer, and a good mascara. Okay. Those are my three all for right. everybody. Yeah. yeah. I think you just need a little pop all over the face, quick and easy. Okay. Now today's woman is busier than ever, of course. And of course you can attest to that. What is the easiest or quickest way to turn a day or work look into something that works for a night out? So the easiest way, the quickest way is honestly a day into night. You can just change your lip color from a more sheer in the day to something a little bit more deep or a little bit more pigmented for the night, a little pop of black eyeliner in your waterline, you can kind of jazz it up a little bit for your nighttime, say dinner, or just, you know, a night out. Because usually during the day, it's really skin, skin is really in right now more than ever. So you know, you always want to make sure you take care of your skin, but something quick and easy is literally just transition of colors with your lipstick or a liner. What is one of the most important pieces of beauty advice that you can give to women? Do what you love. Everyone has an opinion and it doesn't matter what somebody tells you what they think. If you feel confident in what you have on on your face, then rock it. You know, I feel less is more, you know, but if somebody feels like putting on a full face of makeup every day and that's what makes you feel confident and you own it then do it. Do what you love and do what makes you feel good. You know, don't listen to anybody's opinions because they all have them and they'll always have an opinion. That's right. (laughs) You know, but I feel like just do it. If you feel good, then rock it. That's truly how I feel. I love it. What lights you up or excites you the most about the work that you do, Jen? Honestly, it's the transformation. I love when a girl will be in my chair and after she, I never let anyone look at themselves. It's like a rule. You have to wait to the end. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> because in the process, you look crazy. And then they'll be like, that's the picture that they'll have in their mind. So, like, <laughs> so I purposely will not let them look at themselves in the mirror. I truly love the transformation. You know, when 
I am done with a makeover. And let's say a, a girl's like, oh my God, can I take you home with me? Or, oh my God, I've never looked this good. Or, you know, today's my day of selfies. Then I know I did a good job because I yeah. know that I've helped them feel better about themselves. But if for that one day while they're in my chair, if they can feel so good, then that just makes it all worthwhile. You know, I love being able to take out my creative, my creative mind, you know, to somebody's face, but it's really making people feel good. I mean, as a woman, we go through so many ups and downs as far as like our weight or, you know, what society says is beautiful and all that stuff. So if I can make somebody feel great that day to where they text me the next day or anything that's everything to me is that confidence builder beautiful what advice would you give to young women wanting to begin a career in your profession start if you want to do it just just start you know working on your craft keep on learning learn from others don't watch what somebody in their season 10 is doing versus your season two you know always be open to learning always be humble and never let success get to your head, you know, and just as quickly as you can be successful is as quickly as those people won't call. So yeah. treat everyone the way you want to be treated. Never be a no-show, <laughs> you know, and just honestly keep your stuff sanitized at all times. I'm huge with that because, you know, also what you are, what your appearance is, is your business card. So if you're yeah. promoting makeup, if you're promoting hair, you know, hair extensions. I specialize in hair extensions. So I most of the time have hair extensions in my hair. Why? Because I'm my business card, you you know? So just constantly work on your craft, work smarter, not harder. Right now we live in an age of social media content is king. So what I could tell the girls is, you know, take aside one day and just film your content one day so that at least you have the rest of the month content videos ready to go. Always plan for your month ahead. And you always just want to be on the ball with everything. It's a business, no matter, even though it's fun and it's creative and we're not at a desk, it is a business. So, you know, always show up looking your best, you know, and just always be professional, no matter how nice or funny the person's in your seat, always be the professional, but always work on your craft and stay humble. I love the analogy. You don't compare their season 10 to your season two. It's so true. I love that. Brilliant. So as I mentioned previously, you're a big women's empowerment advocate. Can you speak to us a little bit about what that means to you on a personal level? Yeah. So, you know, I come from a family of basically all women. I have three boy cousins, but everyone else is girls. I have three girls. So women empowerment for me is just very important. One, I'm raising future women and I want them to see, lead by example, I want them to not have to struggle the way I did. So for my girls, the women empowerment aspect is I want them to see that mom is confident, even though I have my days like we all do, you know, or my times where I'm not feeling that I look my best or mentally are my best. You know, we all have our days. We do. Yeah, Um, 100%. I want them to see that anything that they really want to do, they could and they could support other women. You know, that to me is so big because I feel like when I was coming up, I didn't get support the way I'm giving, right? So I wanted to kind of change the narrative with that. It sounds so cliche, but you know, it won't dim your light by seeing another person shine. And and it's just a fact, you know, and the mission to me is important because I am a woman and I went through hard times. And I always said, you know, if I ever made it to a certain level, 
I would always give back. I would always try to help my fellow woman and my daughters see that, you know, you're only as strong as your mindset. So I really try to show mindset and I try to do mindset trainings. That's why I do mindset calls because a lot of the times we're blocking our own blessings by our mindset. So if I can bring this to a group of women, why not? It's kind of like pay it forward, you know, and serve your community. The mission is so important because we can move mountains as a collective, instead of women competing or comparing themselves to one another, if we bring ourselves together, we are a force. You know, with my women warriors group, we have women in there that just did a whole for domestic violence, a run to where they put together toiletries and stuff for women in domestic violence shelters. I just got into a collaboration with a hospital in Newark to help terminally ill children where the women in my group are now donating towards this. So you know, then coming together as a collective, you know, with the women warriors at our events, you know, we're promoting each other, we're buying from each other, we're taking pictures, we're uplifting one another, it's okay to compliment one another, it, you know, it's okay to show support, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm a makeup artist and somebody else's, what's for you will come to you, what's not, it was not meant to be. There you go. So, you know, so I truly feel that the women empowerment, it's just so vital, because it doesn't only help where you are right now, but it helps the generation before you and the generations to come because you lead by example. So to me, it's really a mission and it's something that I I have a lot of passion for. Yes, I can tell. I can hear it in your voice. I love it. (laughs) I love that you said, my my father always said to me, what's meant for you won't go by you. And that's, I, I wholeheartedly believe that if it's meant to be, it'll be. I love it. Jen, what does the word empowerment mean to you? When I hear empowerment, I think power. I think strong. I think strength. When I hear empower, I think uplift. Those are yeah. the words that come to my head, first and foremost. I want to talk to you a little bit about women in entrepreneurship and that whole landscape. So as I mentioned, I I, I worked in the corporate world corporate background. And as I told you, I saw a lot of competition and and clawing amongst women. And I mean, that whole thing, I think, in my opinion, is a result of what men have done in terms of holding women down and holding women back in the corporate world, not giving them their due, not giving them those positions that they so richly deserve. And so this whole 1940s boys club, old boys club mentality comes to mind. And I think it's horrible that it still exists in the year 2021, because it is still out there in terms of women not getting equal pay for doing the same job as their male counterparts, or not even enough women in C-suite level positions in these big corporations. And yeah, we're starting to see a little bit of a shift in mindset around all of that. But I'm curious, what are your thoughts on the landscape of entrepreneurship and women-run businesses these days? I mean, you're definitely right, you know, where it's still going on today, where men are still getting paid, where women really have to kind of fight for their power. I, I, I'm i not sure. So can you just elaborate a little bit what you're talking about, like the what, landscape? What do you think about the landscape of women-run businesses and women in entrepreneurship? Are you seeing a shift personally in your dealings with other women and and women that you deal with on a daily basis? Do you think that it is like, I personally think that women are getting tired of the bullshit 1940s attitude and saying, you know what, fuck this. If I'm Mm -hmm. not going to get my due in these corporations, I'm going to become my own CEO. I definitely see that shift. And thank you for elaborating. (laughs) I do. I truly feel the women that I'm around, either in my high society movement group or with my women warriors, or just like the women that I've been seeing in general on Facebook or 
you know, women are realizing and stepping into who they are. And I mean this with as much as respect to, you know, the support of men in their lives, you know, because I do have one. I've been, you know, my husband has been nothing but supportive. However, in my 20s, he took care of me. So now that I'm in my 30s, to be able to not need anything, it has nothing to do with him. As a woman, we do so much. I want to stand on my own two feet financially. Yeah. You know, one thing that I see a lot, it's like the meme, you know, kind of like, you know, everybody wants a rich husband. Yeah. But I don't. I am that rich husband that I want. <laughs> I love know? that. I love it. You know why? Because then you have options. So I feel like women are realizing that they have options. So many women, you know, will stay with somebody because of financial reasons or, you know, I'm only speaking in general from things that I have known or learned around my journey. Right. 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 But I just feel like women now are really and not to be cliche, but stepping into their power. They are because at the end of the day, we wear so many hats. Why not make money off it? I mean, how many women are amazing, you know, cooks or really great organizational skills make money doing that. People need help. People need help in every aspect, For sure. you know? So, you know, you have women that are starting like businesses or you have women that are starting catering businesses or becoming bartenders to where they're making this a legitimate brand, or you have women that are coming together as a network marketing team because, you know, they realize that together they can uplift one another and make money together as a unit. So there's so many avenues of either starting your own brick and mortar, starting your own freelance business, or joining a network marketing company, and women are doing it. I mean, I haven't seen so many millionaires as I have in the past two years. And it's truly because I surround myself with women with the mindset of they want to be their own boss. They want to be their own rich husband. And I love that because it's time, you know, I have no problem with taking, I take care of my daughters, but I'll be damned if somebody thinks all I'm going to do is cook and clean. That's not all that I am. And <laughs> this, you know what? Again, That's- this isn't, this isn't the the forties anymore. Yes. And you know what? Not for nothing, you know, and it's so true behind every, you know, strong man is a strong woman. Yep. And, you know, you want, you know, it's no more depending on people. Like, what do you bring to the table? So I noticed that women are realizing how strong they are and what they're capable of doing. And that's why these empowerment groups and the Women Warriors Collab is so important because it's a space for women to come together that are doing the same things as one another. That's why, again, it all goes back to the community and collaboration because there's so many things that we all go through together as a collective that when we come together as a unit and share these moments, be vulnerable with one another and know that not everybody had the easiest road. We all have different stories. We all have different journeys, but it's following your dreams. It's important. We only live once. And I feel like women are really noticing that, especially with COVID that had happened. I feel like people are tired, like no more sitting down. Yeah, that's it. I love it. Jen, what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Oh man, my superpower. I don't know. My God, this is a good question. Uh, (laughs) My superpower. Honestly, I feel like I'm very resilient. You know, times where I should have felt defeated and against myself, I always bounce back. I'm very strong-minded in the sense of I'm never going to let anyone get over on me. You know what I mean? As far as, you know, with my business. When I first started, I had a girl who was amazing, loved her, you know, and that's when I had to learn to separate business 
and feelings to a certain degree because you know the girl winds up stealing from me and I felt betrayed I was hurt I was against myself and I was like you know what this is not my end all be all something better it's the bounce back it's that pivot you know so for me I feel like my resilience I think my positive energy and aspect on how I kind of am in general I'm for the most time I'm always happy (laughs) that's Um, important it is so important But I would say resiliency is one of my big superpowers because that's important, especially as a business woman, because you have to be able to bounce back. You really really do that. And um, yeah, and and just being positive, you know, it's law of attraction. What you put out there comes back to you. That's it. So speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? Success to me is freedom. Success to me is doing what I love, Yeah. you know, on my own terms. Yeah. You know, that to me is success because am I where I want to be yet financially? No, because I know I'm made for more, but I know I came a long way, but I'm able to do what I love around people that I love and I'm able to do it on my own terms. So I feel like I definitely have hit a certain level of success. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions is just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. Gotcha. What was your dream job as a child? As a child, I wanted to be a lawyer. (laughs) How would you describe yourself in one word? Fierce. If you're writing your autobiography, what would the title be? It's funny because I'm actually writing an autobiography. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and that's where I'm stuck. So <laughs> I don't know. I always say a girl from Brooklyn living her best glam life, but I am not sure. Okay. I don't know. Well, we'll go yeah. with that one for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what would your family and friends list as a couple of your best characteristics? That I'm outgoing, that I'm kind. I'm definitely fun. And I would give you the shirt off my back. Okay. Entrepreneur life is? Work. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? To believe in yourself. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Ooh, respect. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? I would say the separation that's going on in the world. One beauty item I can't live without? Lip gloss. (laughs) (laughs) That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) Okay, that was good. (laughs) You did good. You did good. What is one of your favorite quotes? Oh, man. I have so many quotes. I was not ready for this one. (laughs) Um, Right now, I feel like what I've really been saying is do the do. That is like one of my quotes because you got to do the do. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say, Jen, are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? To be successful, you definitely have to be dedicated. You have to be consistent. And I would say resilient. What is the most entrepreneurial thing about you? Most entrepreneurial thing about me? Yeah. I literally eat, breathe, sleep my brand. So I live in my brand. I am my brand. What does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? Wow. Because I feel like I'm getting there. (laughs) (laughs) But when I close my eyes, I just see, you know, myself, on an island, (laughs) you know, with my family, just waking up by the water with my yacht. You know, um, I just see, you know, complete financial freedom with the people that I love on an island. That's when I close my eyes and I see that. 
that's what I see. <laughs> okay. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one hour conversation with one woman, who would it be? It could be anyone in the world. Who would it be? You know, I have so many like influential people and you're going to think this is so crazy. I truly love Jennifer Lopez okay. <laughs> for so many reasons. One, she's, you know, a New Yorker. And again, she wasn't born with a silver spoon. Yeah. And I feel like she has that little swag to her. I just feel like I relate to her on so many levels. But I love that she's so versatile in so many areas and never stops. Her worth ethic is contagious and she's a beast at just I feel like she really got the health, you know, health, the fitness down packed, her career down packed, and she always shows up for herself. And I would just love to just see, you know, what always pushed her, what always motivated her and just mindset, because I just, I absolutely adore her since she's came out. So right now, I guess it would be (laughs) JLo. What is one of your biggest failures or let's use the word life lessons or teachable moments? And what did you learn from it? I would say the biggest life lesson for me is to realize that not everybody has the same heart as you. And I've learned that in my business because my heart is on my sleeve. It's kind of like my gift and my curse. I always say, because That's something that I'm always trying to fix where realizing, you know, not everybody has the same intent as you. So I would just say in that aspect, I have to work on that and just be more aware of, you know, intention around it. What is one common myth about your profession that you'd like to debunk? That all makeup artists are nasty. We are not. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that before. That's common, really? So many artists are like, you know, they're snooty because there are. You have a lot of artists that give us a bad name, but like in any type of field, you always have your bad seeds that will give a bad name. So we are not, a lot of us are really nice. (laughs) And a lot of us, you know, we love what we do and we love to make you guys feel better. So I would definitely say that. I would love to, you know, get rid of that. Okay. If you could go back, Jen, and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? I would say to start sooner, to start sooner and believe in yourself more because I felt like in my 20s, I struggled. I really did. And and that's why I'm just so grateful for where I'm at right now in my life. I would definitely tell little Jen, you know, start sooner. Your dreams are not too big and you're going to kill it. So that's what I would tell her. (laughs) (laughs) What is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? What was your life like after learning it? One thing I have to say is, you know, being very connected to yourself spiritually. And I'm not, you know, I'm not talking or pushing religion on anyone. I'm not at all. But I feel like you really need to be connected. You know, you really have to be able to pour into your cup before you can pour into others. So I would say, you know, be what you feed your soul, what you feed your spirit, you know, what you put into your body, you know, get your mindset right, you know, know that there is something higher that you should be grateful for. And, you know, always work on yourself. I feel like I wasn't always like that. Like I said, in my 20s, I struggled, you know, I like to go out and party, I didn't have my priorities in order as well. And I noticed that I'm at my best when I feel my best, you know, when I wake up with a grateful heart, when I wake up with intention. So it was really working on myself wholeheartedly, not just in one aspect, but in all areas. And it takes time and I'm constantly working on myself, but I feel like in order for you to be at your best, you have to work on it and kind of get rid of all the things that doesn't serve to your growth. That's a constant work in progress. I don't think we ever reach the end there. We're always... Mm -hmm 
improving, always working on ourselves. And I mean, everything starts from self. We, it's the foundation for absolutely everything. Yes, absolutely. Lastly, Jen, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say to people? Wow. What would I say to people? I would just tell them, you know, anything in life that's worth having doesn't come easy and anything easy isn't worth having. You're going to hit pitfalls. You're going to hit times where your back's going to feel against the wall, but you have to keep on going. Life is too short. Your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, they're worth fighting for. They're worth every part of you to constantly work on and don't let something easily distract you or turn you in the wrong direction. And just know that there's nothing wrong if you're not doing well at this moment, but don't give up. Constantly work on yourself, be determined, be consistent in whatever you are doing and just always be grateful. Well said. I love it, Jen. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us. You are a truly beautiful human being and soul. You're so inspirational. I love everything about what you're doing and all you're doing for women's empowerment. It's just incredible. You are a true inspiration and I truly appreciate you. And I'm so honored to have had this time to sit down and talk with you and have you now as a member of the Empowerography community. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Such an honor as well. So thank you. This was fun. Thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Jen Michelle. She is a CEO and founder of Glam Life Beauty and a women's empowerment advocate. Thanks, Jen. Have an amazing rest of the day. Okay, thank you, you too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.